Now it's time for Half Hour to Health on 1077 The Pulse. I show not feel good. Good morning and welcome to Half Hour to Health. I'm Dr. Stephanie from Crossroads Chiropractic and with me this morning, Dr. Barry Taylor, naturopathic physician in Massachusetts at New England Family Health Center. And we this morning are going to talk about one of my favorite things in life. Get ready for it. Sleeping. I love to sleep. I'm not much of a napper, but I really enjoy a solid eight or nine hours of sleep when I can catch it on the weekend. Mm, when you can catch it on the weekend. Schedule permitting. Mm. Otherwise, I, you know, I'm good. I put my hat on the pillow. I fall asleep. Early morning sunrise meditations excluded. Yes. Well, you know, yeah. sometimes yeah. you just got to get up for that yeah. early yeah. morning uh-huh. sunrise meditation. Right. But people have trouble sleeping. It's an and issue. I, I, it's an issue. I, I don't even know that I can sympathize with them. Well, I, I guess I... I can mm. sympathize. I'm, I'm sympathetic to it, but I don't. I don't get it. Like mm. I'm tired. I put my hat on the pillow. I mm. fall asleep, and then if you let me, I'll wake up eight, mm. nine hours later. Mm. So people come to you for sleep problems. Insomnia is, and <clears throat> I'd say some people don't come to me for sleep problem. I mean, people do, but then there's people who come with cancer or arthritis or colitis or asthma or allergies, and part of what I'm evaluating is that their sleep is, is poor quality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So for me, Dr. Step, um, there are a number of things before we get to, well, what can people do to sleep better? Because it has, for many, many people, it has to to do with how they're dealing with their waking hours. Mm -hmm. You know, so shall we talk about behaviors or food first? You pick. Well, let's talk about behaviors first. Let's talk about behaviors. Yeah. Yeah. The stats yeah. say that one in three of us don't get enough sleep. Yeah. And so not the, getting enough sleep may actually have to do with what you're doing during your waking hours. Well, th- there's the, the quantity versus quality of sleep. Mm-hmm. And there's the, the, the quantity of what you do during the day. And does your day feel like a jig? Does your day feel like a disco? Does your day feel like a ballet? I'm using dancing metaphors in case you haven't noticed. I like it. Yeah. So um, it's not necessarily do less. It's, you know, this world of parasympathetic versus sympathetic. Do people feel that they're so driven that no matter what they cross off their to-do list doesn't really equal satisfaction? It doesn't really equal because there are so many more things that they will put on their own to-do list. Their lives are filled with doing so the whole notion of spaciousness during one's waking hours is you know people eat standing up people eat on the car i know no one like you know so there are activities that people do where it's go 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 and so um their nervous system during the day is so over days, weeks, months, years, we're not just talking about, well, it'll be different after I get out of medical school, after I, my kids grow up. People get so habituated to be in such mm, nerve deficit. Th- th- they're, they're burning so much calcium by their drivenness. 
you know, calcium is the body's most natural tranquilizer where one nerve goes into another nerve called a synapse in that synaptic junction. But because people eat so much sugar, because people are so doing, 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 uh, then if, if they do park in a parking lot, they walk fast. Not like it's a slow walk to go into the store to buy something. Uh, all of that has to do with um, the, the, the quantity of stress reducers, even people who exercise, the notion, the concept of running. <laughs> you get it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, well, maybe uh, you want to walk and not run. Now, I'd never tell somebody not to run, but as a metaphor, it's, it, th- there are people who during the day um, need to get a sense of creating um, space. Hmm. Take a minute or two before you have lunch. Take a minute or two before your next meeting. People schedule back to back to back to back to back. And and so they're not, using certain words, they're not downshifting. They're not breathing. Oh. So by the time they get home, by the time they debrief with their kids or their husband or their wife or their um, animals, if they're living alone, you know, that, you know, they're going to sleep in repetitive states of exhaustion. Mm-hmm. So as a naturopath, and I'll be interested to what you have, you know, we both have dir- different tools to treat insomnia. But one way to treat insomnia is to have people listen to, well, tell me about your day. You know, what, what's it like? You know, how, what's it, what's it like for your 12, 13 year old as they get up? Are they already, you know, just wound up before they even get on the bus? Mm-hmm. You know, because they don't really have time for breakfast or you don't have time. You're eating in the car on your way to work. Some of the other things that I think of that we could be maybe doing differently to promote a better night's sleep is not staring into our phones or our computer screens right before bed because that light, the blue light, can affect um, our circadian rhythm. And Great thought. Yeah. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, to um, stand on your shoulders. Move your cell phones and your computers way away from your nightstands. Mm. Don't keep, because of that electromagnetic field, not only don't look at your cell phone right before bed, but park it on you know the other side of the room. Put it in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, another thing that we could be doing differently during our day is to make sure that we're not drinking our coffee later in the day and having maybe exposure to caffeine right before bed mm. uh, less, habit. L- lest we even say that for some people it might be better to give yourself a break for a week or two or three mm-hmm. or four or six or eight doesn't mean pe- no one should ever have coffee we're talking about the caffeine dependence without which people would not feel like their adrenals are really kicked in mm-hmm. um, then that kind of person what does that mean even if they're not drinking at three, four, five, six o'clock at night, but they've just had two, three, four shots of espresso at six, seven, eight o'clock in the morning, what does that mean for their nervous system the whole day mm-hmm. in terms of it being caffeinated? And how does that affect somebody being able to sleep really well? Yeah. Really well. Putting them into that sympathetic state, yeah. that fight or flight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
Here's a, here's one that's huge. Uh, that is, um, God, it's it's so rampant. Um, maybe more in Beverly Hills. Sorry, all my Beverly Hills listeners. Than than uh, Concord or Boston. Uh, however, um, better sleep has a lot to do with eating a smaller dinner earlier, rather than a normal dinner at seven thirty eight eight thirty where if people are meat eaters or they're paleo oriented and they're having some, you know, pretty regular quote, normal dinner, and they're not finishing that till 7.30, 8.30, then that food doesn't come out of their stomach for four hours. So that food's not coming out of your stomach till midnight-ish. Then you got another three, four hours of it being digested in the small intestine from 12 to four in the morning. You get the drift. Mm-hmm. People wonder why they wake up and now we need the ca- a, a cup of joe to get going. Or they, I won't drink coffee, but they're dragging. Is because guess what? That night's sleep was not that nourishing because you spent so much time digesting food. That's a big one. And now it might be less important if somebody's feeling great. But as a naturopath, when I'm dealing with asthmas and significant weight uh, gain or allergies or cancer or arthritis, from a naturopathic point of view, the quality of sleep is as important as the quantity of sleep. Mm -hmm. Eating a bigger lunch and an earlier, smaller dinner is different than after we come back from a break, you and I can talk about herbs and specifics Mm -hmm. that really help you go to sleep without side effects. So while we're in the conversation about habits, Mm. habits when we're awake, one habit that you could make for yourself is to create a consistent bedtime and consistent wake-up time. Mm. Yeah. So that you put your body in rhythm. The the brain does like rhythm. Great Mm -hmm. point. Yep. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting to note is that for every hour that you vary your wake-up time, it takes you a day to adapt to that. So if you're sleeping in on the weekends until nine in the morning and then on monday morning you're trying to wake up for six it's going to take you monday wednesday monday tuesday wednesday before you're back in rhythm with waking up at six so monday mornings might be tough because you've slept in so late on the weekends Mm. and gotten yourself out of rhythm one one philosopher's point of view yep excellent so rhythm is great um pattern interrupts i guess that's Maybe a, a, a habit that happens when you're sleeping, but if you have a child that's waking up in the middle of the night, that could leave you feeling less rested. Mm-hmm. Um, a dog or a cat that's waking you up or a rooster mm-hmm. out your window, pattern mm-hmm. interrupts mm-hmm. can definitely affect how rested you feel in the morning. People who eat larger amounts of food uh, at 8, 9, 10 o'clock are going to dream more. Mm. You're going to remember your dreams more. People who drink a fair amount, not just men in their 50s, 60s, and 70s, but men and women. Now, some men and women are camel-like, and so they can hold what they drink. But there are a lot of clients I will ask them to refrain from drinking. Now, if I give them a probiotic, I want them to take that before they go to bed, away from meals. Um, But there are a lot of people who are unconscious about how much they drink at 8, 9, 10 o'clock at night. That's going to get them up at 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning to pee. Um, and exactly what you said, that they might get up, go urinate, come back to bed, and go right back to sleep, but that pattern interrupt 
is taking them out of delta and and you know now they're not getting the deep deep REM sleep that they need. Mm-hmm. Now you made me think of one other thing. Does alcohol right before bed affect your sleeping? Some people, yeah, alcohol can go e- either way. You know, if uh, some people can have a glass or two of wine and you know, oh sorry, can't drink anymore, I'm asleep. And then there are some people. Their nervous system can get irritated where they drink alcohol and they can get very restless. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, if you're just tuning in, we're here on Half Hour to Health. I'm Dr. Stephanie with Dr. Barry Taylor, Massachusetts-based naturopath. And we're talking about sleep, like my favorite thing. I love a good night's sleep. I am blessed with sleeping well. But for those of you that maybe have some insomnia, aren't waking up rested, Dr. Barry is going to have some tips for us in the, af- in the second half of the show here um, with maybe some herbs and ideas that maybe are more on the natural bend to help you get a better night's sleep. So stay tuned. We'll be right back here on Half Hour to Health. 